Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, along with my partner, the ex-Philadelphia Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles and Philadelphia Stars tight end Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, we're going to talk about an energized Eagles football team this week. Before we do, let me mention Jersey Man and Philly Man magazine. The January issue is about to be published, and there's a lot of great articles in there, including a Flyers preview from Sam Carcitti. My partner, Mark Echo, writes a great piece on Derek Gunn. And we've got Seth Curry, written by D. Lynham. So make sure you get your subscription at jerseymanmagazine.com to catch up on all the current sports information in our area. So, Mark, I have rarely seen uh, a team jump-started like this. It's almost like you're watching a new football team. Um, The move to Jalen Hurts has energized not only the offense but the defense. Keep in mind, this team was competitive against a very good Arizona team, you know, playing Matt Pryor at right tackle, Avante Maddox, Darius Slay, and Rodney McLeod were all out of the game, and, that's about the third wave of injuries. I mean, this team doesn't even resemble the team that opened up on opening day. So uh, I know you were able to see some of the game down where you live in the Carolinas. What were your thoughts on what the Eagles did in Arizona and the entire outlook? And we're going to talk, before you get started, we're going to talk about a scenario where the Eagles can still win the NFC East, and it's not that improbable, okay? So I'll, I'll go through that line by line, but what are your thoughts on what you saw about the Eagles this week? Well, again, and you're right. They, they do look different, although the problem in Sunday, and to me the problem in the game against Arizona was the same problem they've had a lot of, a lot of this season, is falling behind. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the most impressive game they've had all season was the Saints game. That's the game where they, they jumped out. Right, I think that's the only game. I guess opener against Washington, they they jumped out and, and then blew it. But most games this year, they they put themselves in a ten nothing hole, a thirteen nothing hole. This this week was sixteen. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to come back. And even when you do some, you know, you fight, you fight, you fight, and then you you, you kind of wear out. Well, you know better than I. It takes a lot to come back, to even get it close, and then. You know, then the other team just gets one more score, and boom, you're you're yeah. done. But I mean, yeah, but but Jalen Hurts has, and I, God, I I don't want to kill Carson Wentz, I really don't. But there really is a difference, and I don't. It's hard to believe it's that big a difference, but it really looks like it, doesn't it? Well, it does. And the thing about falling behind is that we we talked about this in a recent podcast, is that it makes you abandon the run game, and the right. Eagles are the most effective on offense when they have a good run-pass scenario. When Wentz was in the game uh, and they couldn't run the football because they were behind, teams would just load up and blitz, and Wentz didn't have the mobility or the offensive line to, to get away from the pass rush. And then he was, on top of it, he was making bad decisions with the football. So the move to Hurts, I've always said, uh, he has the ability to extend plays. He does protect the ball better than Carson Wentz does. And when you have a scattershot offensive line like the Eagles have to play right now, I think it's really important. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I just worry about him running a little too much. Um, that's how quarterbacks don't make it through the season some, sometimes. When he, he, but he, he, so, so far, he's, he hasn't taken many big hits. He seems to be, know when to get out of bounds or when to get down. Um, but it does still worry a little, just a little bit. I've seen you know, too many quarterbacks. You know what else? Normally, normally I, I don't like rookie quarterbacks as a rule. 
But the thing about Hertz, and it's obvious, it really was obvious the first time he stepped in the field. He's been on the big stage, and it shows. Yes. He's comfortable when the lights go on. When you play at yep. Alabama and Oklahoma championships and Oklahoma, there's no bigger stage in college football. And he doesn't look intimidated by the moment. He, he accepts the responsibility that he's on the stage and he can perform. And he's very confident right now. He threw some balls that had tremendous touch, balls that Wentz just wasn't completing. Now, let's talk about long-term with this franchise. I said last week that Jalen Hurts has to start the rest of the games. If you're going to try to salvage Wentz, it's got to be in the offseason. Get your offensive line healthy. Get him back on track with his mechanics. And then he's got a chance to perform next year. But I don't know. It's going to be a, a spirited competition if they don't trade Wentz, which is looking more and more likely like a scenario, on what they're going to do with the quarterback situation moving into next season. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. And I'm not there, so it's, it's, it's – you can look at things sometimes clearer when you're not in the middle of it. And I just I, – I laugh sometimes because it, – and it's a national guy. It's, it's not the local – it's more national reporters like – was it two weeks ago? There, it, the, the breaking story was the Eagles are not. Wentz isn't going anywhere. He's staying there. They're going to get you know, blah blah blah. Wentz, they haven't given up on him. Now this week it was Wentz is upset. He doesn't want to be. He wants out. You know, next week what's it going to be? I mean, it. it, it, it I don't know who's leaking stuff out to whoever, but it's kind but of I, comical to me. I I don't know what they're what they're going to do. I mean, it's going to be tough to trade them. I mean, they're not going to get. They're going to get pennies on the dollar. They are. Of what you know, because when you add up what they gave up to get, you know, all the picks they traded up, and they took them with the number two pick. But but getting back to your, your point, and I, I get criticized a lot for saying this. I've I've said it through all my years of covering a team. Even you're right. Give me a guy from Alabama or Oklahoma or you know Notre Dame, Ohio State, yeah. North Dakota State. Listen, uh, yeah, I'm going to be wrong every once and again, and there's going to be a guy from. Gary Rice came from Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, I know. He's the greatest wide receiver of all time. That that happens. But I, so I'll miss on Gary Rice. But I'm not going to miss on many. I don't take I don't want guys from those places. Not to be my star. I mean, I could, you know, as a backup lineman or a special teams guy, yeah, you can get guys from Conway. But I, my stars have to be stars. Have to be from the power schools. It just, you know, it just I don't know. I again, maybe I'm I I've been told I'm wrong and I'm prejudiced and everything else, but I'll be I'll I'll build a team from guys out of the Southeast Conference well, and the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. You can have the guys from North Dakota State. I think there, I think there's a comfort level with guys that go to those schools, but there are many examples of you know Wilbur Montgomery went to Abilene. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to miss on something. I mean, yeah, again, he was a sixth round pick too. Yes, in yes. sixth round you, you could gamble on a kid from Abilene Christian. Yes, but not so, in the first round. So let's talk about the Eagles defensively because they went into that game really shorthanded. And I was amazed at the not only the level of energy that the defense played with, but also their effectiveness. Alex Singleton had 11 tackles and was flying all he over played, the yeah, football he, field. He played a nice game. He, you know, he, he looks like a legitimate uh, National Football League linebacker. Um, uh, uh, Nickel Roby Coleman had 10 tackles, and he was active in the – in the backfield, Michael Jack, Jalen Mills, five tackles, you know, Fletcher Cox runs down a guy on the sideline uh, on a screen pass showing incredible speed. I didn't, I didn't think he possessed that kind of speed anymore. This defense was flying around the field 
And it's amazing how a change of quarterback can affect the speed that the defense plays with. And keep in mind, these defensive backs are like second, third, and fourth stringers coming in. Yeah, and that's kind of why they lost. I mean, they, they did give up, what, 500 and something yards. Yeah, but it took a great catch by Hopkins. And, and, well, well, Hopkins I'll tell you, is there, is there anybody with better hands than him? I mean, he's, 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 made, he's made two career catches this season. No, yeah, he's he's probably the best receiver in the game right now. How does Houston let him go? How in the world does Houston let him go? Well, that's why Bill O'Brien got let go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the defense, yeah, like you said, and I don't, I don't want to come down on. I mean, Carson Wentz has been kicked enough when he's down. I'm, I'm not going to kick him anymore. But is it? Do the players just like hurts? I mean, I've never seen this happen. I mean, yes. A player can come in and help the offense by playing better. And obviously, Hurts is playing better than Wentz. That shouldn't have an effect on the defense. Well, the I, defense I, I tell be, you what, though. It, I, it does. I, I will say this. You know, Wentz had struggled so mightily, and it, it was became obvious. Doug didn't want to pull him. He just, he just had to pull him because he was so inept. But when the players see a young player coming in and they realize that this guy has energized the team and they now have a chance to win the game, it's a totally different mindset. There, there's energy. It's a hard thing to put your finger on. I've been, I've been involved with it personally on teams that I've played with. And when you think you've got a live team, you've got a live chance to win the game, there's just an energy level that takes over. And I think that's exactly what's happening with the Eagles right now. Have any of your teams ever gone through a quarterback change in the middle of a season like this? No, I mean, I only really played for the Eagles and the Stars, and Jaworski well, was Jaworski the quarterback, and Fusina was a, a mainstay for the Stars. He so was all four years, with you, or all three years with the Stars? Chuck Fusina, Fusina. Yeah, Chuck and I were there from start to start. But it did an interesting scenario. And this whole story, I mean, it, it, it's a big story down here. I mean, this, is, this isn't a Philadelphia story. This is... You know, Carson Wentz was the number two pick of the draft. Looked like he was going to be a star, and he got and he's benched. I mean, you know, people are talking about this. this is a national. This is one of the biggest stories of of the season. So, your opinion on the story that leaked this weekend that he will not accept a backup role? To me, there's two scenarios for that. Carson Wentz isn't going to do that. He's too much of a character quality guy. That either comes from Wentz's camp, his agent. Right. Or it's fake news. It's a reporter trying to try to make a story, right. trying to make a story out of nothing. I think those are the only two plausible scenarios for that coming out. And here's here's my take on it. And I know Eagle fans are all upset on also something. How dare he? You know, calling them names. First of all, he didn't say anything. There's no quote from him saying it. So don't until you get the facts, don't overreact. Second, would you feel better if Carson Wentz said, "Hey, I'm fine being a backup. Pay me my 128 million. I'll hold the clipboard all all day for you." No, right. I, I don't want to hear that. Every player wants to start, right? I mean, if, I don't care who you are. You don't, especially a guy like a guy that was a starter. Of course, he doesn't want to be a backup. And I and and I don't think they see that's the thing. I don't. Can they afford to have a hundred twenty eight million dollar backup? No, of course not. Right? Uh, of course not. <clears throat> so that's why we we said early on in the podcast they they've got to make the decision. So let's talk about. I can't believe I'm even saying this. The Eagles are four nine and one. All right. Let's talk about this plausible scenario that the Eagles win the NFC East. And there's three things that have have to happen. Yeah, they, they don't one, control their own destiny. They, they do not. They there. do not. But they but don't. They, 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 they have to win their last two games. They right. play yeah, at yeah. Dallas this weekend, and they mm-hmm. play home against Washington. Correct. Washington this week will have to lose to Carolina. 
Right. Not out of the question. Carolina is no. a pretty good team, and they might get McCaffrey back this week. So that's a that's a reasonable scenario. The New York Giants have to lose one of their next two games, and one of them is Baltimore, Baltimore. Right. and the other one is Dallas. So I've seen uh, Andy Reid thread the needle on the last game of the season where I think four or five things had to happen. You were covering the team. Oh, that, God, that was the craziest day of all time. Wasn't it? I think Oakland had to beat Tampa at Tampa. That was one of the scenarios. Yeah, Oakland was terrible. Oakland was like a four-win team. Tampa was a good team. Yeah. And then the Bears. Houston had to beat the Bears, which was was also a mild upset. Um, There was like one other one other one that was supposed to. That it wasn't a surprise, but but it happened. But yeah, that that was what what year was that? I forget what year it was now. Um, two thousand. I can't remember the year. You and I are getting older. We can't remember. Yeah, the years all blend together. But, but then the Eagles crushed the Cowboys, and and that, and then they had to win too. And they, and they did. And the funny part about that was the Eagles game was was the four o'clock game. All all those other games yes. were at one. So yes. they knew go as soon as they, they, knew, when they yes. took the field. They knew now it's all to us. You know, and they crushed. So, them. So, so think about it. I mean, you know, and last but the big you know, one, that's, the, the one that makes the, the one is Carolina Washington. That's the one, Washington. And that's a toss-up game, like you said. Uh, it's, it's in Washington, so that gives them- it's in Washington. But if Alex Smith doesn't play, I think Carolina has a, it's, it's a much better chance. You know, yeah, and, I mean, and you know, Doug Peterson has a history of doing this. If you remember last year when the Eagles lost at Miami, I mean, everybody bailed on the season. Then they ran the table and got into the playoffs. So you know, they didn't need help. That, well, that, that's true, but they still had to run the table, right? And it was, oh, it was an unlikely the scenario. The Eagles yeah. can win the next two. I'm not. Yeah, that's the easiest part. Yeah, I think. So, I mean, you know, Doug. I don't know if Doug has a rabbit's foot or whatever he's carrying <laughs> around in his pocket, but if he wins this this division at six, nine, and one, that'll be something that you know, people are talking about uh, for a we long, long time. I joked months ago. I joked that that last game of the season, the. the Five nine and one Eagles are going to be playing the six and nine Redskins for the title. I might be right. I was joking. I was totally joking. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody could have ever predicted that. It's a shame, you know, that the Eagles they they, they played so well. Their special teams actually let them down. You know, mm-hmm. Lovato, who's a pretty uh, consistent long snapper, uh, Zach Ertz had to come in on an extra point, and he he threw a bad one back there. Then yeah, the it Eagles wasn't Zach, had a block as well. But, um, you know, I, I think that without those two special teams miscues that the Eagles would have had a, a much better chance of winning. We're, Mark, we're running out of time. I just want to uh, take a moment to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Happy Holidays. This has been a rough uh, mm-hmm. year for everybody, and uh, I hope that uh, 2021 brings uh, a better fortune to all involved. And I appreciate everybody listening to our podcast. From Mark Eckel, this is Ken Dunnick. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Take care.